ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN Radio on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPN Plus. He is Chris Carlin. I am Chris Canny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Get at us on Twitter at Chris Carlin and at Chris Candy 99. And as always, we invite you to tap in on the Candy Call in line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And Carlin, Happy New Year! <laughs> for the folks that are unaware, it is the start of the 2022 league year for the National Football League, which also means it's the official start of free agency, but we know there's been a lot going on. But one of the figures that's looming large over free agency or this quarterback carousel is Deshaun Watson. And we knew once we got word that the Cleveland Browns were interested in meeting with Deshaun Watson, that the incumbent quarterback for the Cleveland Browns would absolutely feel away. I have never seen somebody actually write a goodbye letter before they're leaving. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know if I've seen that either. Or if they've even been told by the team that they're leaving or anything. Or Imagine you're going to break up with somebody and you've got the letter written, but you decide to just send it out early to their friends and not let them know. (laughs) I mean, that would it just feels exceptionally bizarre when you heard the statement from Baker Mayfield yesterday. But look, that aside, I, I... I can't believe I'm saying this. I do empathize with Baker Mayfield here a little bit because as much as he has brought a lot of this on himself, this guy has not been in the league for 10 years. He's he's about to turn 27. He needs to mature. He needs to grow up. This shows that. I still think he's got ability to play. And I would be upset. I think anybody would be upset. Even if you were flirting with somebody else to replace me in any job, if that became public here, if I was if somebody was you know trying to go out and, and talk to somebody else who's better than me, I get it. I'd be annoyed by that. No, and I can understand that. And to your point, it's a quarterback-driven league, and we know that there are not enough quality quarterbacks to go around. And Baker Mayfield certainly is a quality quarterback. Maybe not one you can win a Super Bowl with, but one you can win a lot of games with, and he's proven that you can win a playoff game with him with the right supporting cast. But to your point, the thing that shows the immaturity that you're speaking about is the letter that he posted on social media. And you know what, Carlin? I can't defend the fact that he doesn't help himself. Carlin, you know what? In this instance, you or I would read the actual letter, but because it's so emotional, because it's just, it seems like it's, it's so beyond us. We feel like we need to bring in our partner, our co-host, Sports Center Update anchor Christine Lisi, and see if she can capture the essence of what Baker Mayfield was trying to communicate to the Cleveland Browns fan base. Christine, we got you. You do. Christine, could you read what Baker Mayfield posted on social media, please? I will. Cleveland. The past four years have been nothing short of truly life-changing since I heard my name called in the draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with hidden meaning. Meaning, This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. We have made many memories and shared growing in this process through all the ups and downs. I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind the silence I have had during the duration of this process. I can only control what I can, which is trusting in God's plan throughout this process. I have given this franchise everything I have, That is something I have always done at every stage and at every level, and that will never change wherever I take my next step. Whatever happens, I just want to say thank you to the fans who truly embraced who I am 
and the mentality that aligns so well with this city's hardworking people. Cleveland will always be a part of Emily and my story, and we will always be thankful for the impact that it has had and will have in our lives. Sincerely, Baker Reagan Mayfield. The middle name, that means yeah. business. When you when I use a middle name, that means business. Yeah. And also, he's <laughs> and I, obviously not Italian because there would be a few. Uh, I'm Italian, so I'm going to say this. There would be a few other words, a little more colorful words in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong. Very well done, Christine Lisi. Thank you so Here's much. Here's the best part, right? Christine's reading it beautifully. The music in the background, and in my mind, I'm thinking of the video montage that goes with it. Yeah. The aerial view of the city of Cleveland coming in from the lake. The hardworking Cleveland person, you know, and with the hard hat on and Baker warming up on the field. I can picture the whole thing in my mind. See, in my mind, I envisioned all of the things that you talked about right up until the images of Baker and I had the progressive <laughs> commercials coming to the forefront of my psyche. Like, that's that's what I was thinking about. But the thing that shocks me about this is that he says that there is no hidden meaning in this message. I don't understand that part of it, Carlin. And it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And here's the Straight Talk, Carlin. I don't understand it. This message could be nothing but cryptic when it comes to trying to convey how you feel to the Cleveland Browns brass. That's what this is all about. I feel a way about it. I want you to know about it. And I'm going to wrap it around me trying to send some heartfelt message to the Cleveland faithful that rooted for me the last four years. That ain't what this is. This is not about Baker Mayfield giving a damn about the fans' feelings. This is about Baker Mayfield being in his own feelings. Yeah. And I don't understand it because the organization backed him pretty much at every turn. They, they brought in what they thought was the right head coach, a guy that, that was a candidate for coach of the year, a guy that has won a playoff game for this franchise. They brought in Kevin Stefanski. It seems like that was the right move. They brought in a new general manager, Andrew Barry, who offered Baker Mayfield a contract extension last year that paid him somewhere in the ballpark of high 30s on average annual value, a contract Baker Mayfield, which he declined. And so I don't understand why Baker Mayfield... I mean, they broke up with Odell Beckham Jr. They cut him because there was this public rift, and Odell Beckham Sr., tried to drag him through on social media with posting that video of him missing throws. His wife took shots at the rest of the team. Baker Mayfield publicly acknowledged that there was friction between him and some members of the organization. Even with all of that being said, Cleveland was still supporting Baker Mayfield right up until Deshaun Watson became available. And for me, this is Baker Mayfield not having a level of awareness, not understanding exactly who he is, and not insulating himself from the downside of the risk that comes with betting on yourself. If you wanted to be the quarterback for the Cleveland long term, you should have signed a contract when they gave it to you. He didn't. He bet on himself, and he lost. That's where we're at. The problem is he doesn't get it. He's never gotten it. And I can sit here and say at 27 years old, it's time for him to grow up. And yet it's fresh off of this letter, which is clearly showing that you are not growing up. And that's the thing. I don't know who is in Baker's ear. Like, who is the guy that Baker is relying on to tell him the truth about situations. I don't think there is anybody there who's doing that because when you think about everything that you just laid out, there should be no reason for Baker to not understand what's going on. My problem with it simply is, yeah, I I get it for Baker from a human side, and I still think he can play. He To me, he's absolutely too wrapped up right now 
in the fact that he played hurt all this past year and feels like there's something that's owed to him for that. In other words, the benefit of the doubt should be owed to him. And why are you all losing faith in me right away? Hey, it would annoy me if they were talking to somebody else, but I can look at them and say, I can be honest about where I am. Yeah, that guy's better than me. Well, the only reason that they're looking at somebody else is because you didn't sign a deal that that spelled out what right. they thought you were worth. No, listen. I mean, if has, we can't come to a, if we can't come to a long term agreement on what your value is, then we've got to look at all of our other alternatives. We got to look at all of our options. That's just Andrew Barry doing his due diligence. And when a quarterback like Deshaun Watson becomes available, and you have question marks at that position, which is the most important position in team sports, how can you expect? that Andrew Barry is not going to take a look at Deshaun Watson. To me, that shows a lack of maturity and, quite frankly, a lack of understanding when it comes to how the NFL works. Yeah. That's what that's what it is. And that was Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise, no compromise. So what's next for Baker Mayfield? Carlin and I will have the answers for you, along with somebody that's pretty plugged in when it comes to all things Cleveland Browns. But first, a word from eBay. When a part of your offense isn't firing on all cylinders, maybe it's Baker Mayfield, maybe it shows, maybe it's a drop ball, maybe you just can't work your way down the field. Whatever it is, when this happens, the only solution is to replace that part with something better. It's the same with your car, but unlike in sports, a new batch of car parts can't be drafted every year. That's why eBay Motors exists. They have all the right parts at the right prices. In fact, eBay Motors has 122 million parts. Carlin, that's a lot of parts. Oh, that's many parts. Yeah, but, but you know, that way you get the parts you need in order to make your car a winner. They're going to have my part. Absolutely. Visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. All right, you're listening to Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and E+. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And right now, Carlin, we got to go out to the Candy Carlin line and bring on our guy from ESPN Cleveland, and you're going to love his Twitter handle. It's at Hammer Nation One. How could you not love a guy that has a Twitter handle that's at Hammer Nation One? Aaron Goldhammer. And Aaron, you are as plugged in to the Cleveland Browns as anybody that's out there. How did we get to this place with the Browns' interest in Deshaun Watson? And then what does that mean in terms of dealing with Baker Mayfield, who's clearly feeling away right now? Well, Chris, I hate to be the guy to bring this up, but you missed that Twitter handle as badly as Baker Mayfield missed most of his passes this past wow. year. It's, it's Hammer Nation 19. That's right, everybody. Uh, it's Hammer Nation 19. Anyway, how that's did we a, get to Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Aaron, 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 no, Aaron no. I, I can't let you do that. Can I call you Goldhammer? I feel like your friends sure, should be able to call you Goldhammer. Sure. Goldhammer, I got to say, I got to say people this. People call me Goldhammer or Hammer, whatever, whatever you want. Okay, I, I'm going to go with Goldhammer. Um, that is not on me. That no. is on our producer, Shannon Penn. He served you up the old screw job right And although there. I do follow you on Shannon. social media, although I do follow you on social media, you do understand that I have been hitting the head for a really long time for a living, and I can't keep all of everybody's Twitter handles straight. <laughs> so I apologize for missing on that one. Everybody go out and follow our guy, Aaron Goldhammer. Mm. Hammer Nation 19, please. Mm. Continue. Uh, I, I, right under I'm the bus, sure. Chris. Right under the bus. Thank you. <laughs> Right into the bus. My copy and we're going to back the bus back up over you. Yes. <laughs> Look, Shannon, I, I'm, I'm sure everybody's just dying to get my Baker Mayfield takes. But, you know, how, how we got here, really, when you think about it, guys, you know, the, the regime that drafted Baker Mayfield is gone. You know, that's John Dorsey's pick. That's John Dorsey's regime. He was replaced in early 2020. 
And since then, Baker Mayfield has played well and not so well, but they've never really considered giving him a contract extension. And you guys know this. When you have a rookie quarterback who's a first-round pick, the first question is, do you give him the fifth-year option? And they did, but they never talked long-term contract. And then when you go into this lame-duck year of the fifth year of the contract, you've got to figure something out. You don't want to go down the franchise tag route. Almost no first-round quarterback does that. Like, Jameis Winston's, like, the only one who didn't get either, you know, an extension or get released after the fourth year because they were a bust. So Baker hasn't played well enough to earn an extension, but he hasn't played poorly enough to earn being just let go. And when the Browns were caught in the middle, I think they came to the realization that if they want to win the Super Bowl, they just have to do better. You know, and, and then I think their ownership watched Odell raise the trophy and they watched the Bengals go to the Super Bowl and they watched Russell Wilson go to Denver. Uh, and they said, we, we've got to find a real bona fide quarterback here. Baker Mayfield just isn't it. Okay, so Aaron, quite simply, is Baker just too much in his own feelings right now when he issued that statement last night? Sure, I think that's part of the first part of the problem is he's not good enough. Okay, the second part of the problem somebody needs to tell him that. Yeah, right. The second part of the problem is that he's a very high maintenance player, and if you want to be Aaron Rodgers and be high maintenance, that's fine. We'll give you fifty million a year because you're the most valuable player, but. When you're Baker Mayfield and you're throwing a lot of interceptions and you're not able to throw for 200 yards a game, no one's going to want to put up with that. So I think fractured relationships in the locker room were a problem. I think what he posted online yesterday was very self-serving. He's trying to shift the narrative in his direction. It also came across to me as a little bit insincere. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just saying this stuff to Browns fans to get them to rally to my side and against the organization. It's a real me move. Guys, do you see Jimmy Garoppolo doing this? Do you see Matt Ryan no. doing this? Do you see Sam Darnold doing it? Why is Baker the only guy that posts crap like this? Because he's the guy that isn't mature enough to really be able to handle it. And as much as he has fought for Cleveland and played through injuries, I don't dispute any of that. I don't think he's good enough, and I don't think he has the right mental makeup to be a quarterback in the NFL. See, this is where I think it gets lost, Aaron. We're talking to Aaron Goldhammer of ESPN Cleveland, Chris Garland, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. That's my problem here. Is Baker too caught up in the fact that he played hurt last year and feels like he is owed something because of it? You know, it was a terrible decision. Like, earth to athletes out there, and don't do this. Don't play hurt. What do you think? You're going to be Michael Jordan in the flu game? You know, if you're if you're injured like that, you can't perform at the best of your ability. There's a reason why there's a guy behind you on the depth chart. And yes, I think Baker feels like he's owed something by the organization because he played through this injury. But sorry, he played like crap through the injury. Then what do you do? This was a team that was supposed to compete for the Super Bowl and they were under 500. You know, that's very underwhelming. They won two games. The two games Baker didn't even play. So I think that. Ultimately, you know, he, he's got to realize that he was paid for last season and he got all the endorsements on top of it and that it was an organizational failure and partially his for trying to play through a torn labrum, which was really dumb. Goldhammer, I want to go back to last offseason because I want you to clarify something. There were reports sure. out there that there were overtures made by the Cleveland Browns front office to try to extend Baker Mayfield, but nothing really no. materialized. No, no. And it wasn't That's a number true. that the quarterback was comfortable with. Can you kind of kind of explain what happened in that situation, if that indeed was the case? 
Chris, my sense of this is that they have not had one real conversation mm. about a contract extension ever. Okay. And so the roots of what's happening right now go back to last offseason when he was coming off of taking the Browns to the playoffs, winning that game in Pittsburgh, coming up short in Kansas City. I think Baker and, and his camp and also his wife and also the fans thought that they were just going to back up the Brinks truck and start shoveling cash onto Baker and Emily Mayfield's front lawn. And when that didn't happen, I think Baker then felt pressure to have to play well to earn as the kids say, the bag, right? Um, and that's why he played with the injury. So I think all of these things kind of feed into each other. But what motivates Baker, guys? You know, is it the money? Is it winning? Is it his brand? I think that's part of the problem with him. You know, Bill Parcells said you never want a celebrity quarterback, and I think Baker Mayfield right now is more celebrity than he is quarterback. You know, I mean, I guess it just boils down to this, Aaron. Is he done? No matter what the other quarterback that Cleveland gets is, even if, even if it's not Deshaun Watson, is this now over? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's what I read into what Baker posted last night. I mean, sometimes relationships get repaired when you least expect them in sports. But I said, guys, and I think, Chris, we talked the day after the Green Bay game or the Pittsburgh game. This was like late in the season. Mm -hmm. And I surprised you when I said, I think Baker Mayfield has taken his last snap as a Cleveland Brown. You know, you, you guys did. were like, you guys were like, whoa. And I saw this whole thing playing out exactly like this. I think the Browns and their ownership and their front office, the coaching staff, the locker room, I think everybody is unified that they can just do better. Even if they make a lateral move in terms of talent, they'll be a better team because they'll be more together and they won't have to worry about all of this drama that always surrounds Baker. Now, I don't think his NFL career is over. He is the best quarterback the Browns have had since 1999. You can't take that away from him. And I think he'll definitely have a starting job in the league next year. And there'll be a few teams that fight over Baker Mayfield, Colts and Seahawks. You know, a couple of them, whoever else misses out on Watson. But I don't think he'll ever take another snap as a Brown. Goldhammer, real quick, because we're up against the break. I want to give you I want you to give us this answer. If the Browns don't land Deshaun Watson, what's their plan at the quarterback position in 2022? I have no idea. There's a phone ringing in this studio right now. So I'm wondering if the person who's calling. Wait, hold on. Sandra Barry. Hey, are you going to be the quarterback of the Browns next year? <laughs> um, guys, I don't know. I think Garoppolo, I guess, is in play. You know, I don't know what Derek Carr, they haven't figured out a contract extension. There were rumors that the Browns were trying to talk to the Vikings about Kirk Cousins. I think if they whiff on Watson, and I don't expect them to get Deshaun Watson. I've just been in Cleveland too long to expect someone other than LeBron to choose Cleveland when they have Atlanta and New Orleans as options on <laughs> wow. the table. Um, I don't know what, what the heck they're going to do. I think they might go with Garoppolo. I mean, you guys know the list of available quarterbacks, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, and whoever's calling on this phone right now. I think that's, I think that's my cue. All right. Well, Goldhammer, we appreciate a few minutes of your time. I'm sure this won't be the last time we're talking to you over the next couple of weeks. Talk to you again soon, my friend. You got it, guys. Anytime. Bye. All right. That's ESPN Cleveland's Aaron Goldhammer. You can find him on Twitter at HammerNation19. But coming up next. Kyrie Irving dropped 60 last night and set a Nets franchise record. So do the Nets even need Ben Simmons to win a championship? Colin and I will weigh in on that. You're listening to ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. 
60 for Kyrie Irving. Watching him at practices, watching how he goes through his routine, it's truly remarkable. You know, as long as I could do it with a smile on my face and my teammates weren't too angry at me, it, it made uh, this night uh, worthwhile. Well, unless you were under a rock, you know that Kyrie Irving set a Brooklyn Nets franchise record in dropping 60 last night on the Orlando Magic. You're listening to Carlin and Candy on ESPN Radio and E+. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Tap in on the Candy Carlin line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you on what you thought about Kyrie's performance last night. And, Carlin, the first thing that I thought about was that it's a shame that we're only going to be able to see Kyrie three more times in the regular season. That was the first thing I thought. Because if you were watching that game, really there was no reason to watch beyond the first quarter. Because at the end of the first quarter, it was 48-30. to 30. You knew that Kyrie dropping 16 in the first quarter and 25 in the second quarter, this wasn't going to be much of a game. They had boat raced the Orlando Magic as they should when you have Kyrie and KD on the court at the same time. But the biggest question is, why can't we see this every single time these guys take the court? And the only one that has control over whether or not that happens in the immediacy is Kyrie Irving. And that's his unwillingness to get vaccinated. He's already made his stance clear. He's gone this far. We're, we're at the end of the regular season. They, they've only got three, four more road games, and it's a situation now where he's committed to this thing. I just don't understand why we can't get this version of the Brooklyn Nets because if you're a fan of the NBA, forget about being a fan of the Nets. If you're a fan of the NBA, you want to see Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant because it is absolutely box office when both of those guys are on the court at the same time. It's exact. You, you just described my night last night because I flipped it on in the second quarter. And Kyrie has 41 at the half. The game is over. And other than anything else, I I couldn't even marvel in the moment at how incredible it was. All I thought was, all right, well, let me look at the schedule. Oh, okay. Won't see him for another week. Yep. Yeah, They got the next three games at home. As you said, only three more at home. And, Chris, I can't get past this. No matter what your feeling is on all of it, Kyrie is costing the Nets, period, period, end of story. And the idea, as much as I respect somebody standing up for what they believe in, it is at the cost of other people. And it's one thing when you have um, ramifications that you have to deal with personally. Mm -hmm. It's another thing when you are costing those that you are responsible to. And you're responsible to the people who are paying you. You and granted, he only gets paid for the for the games that he plays. Sure, you are responsible to your teammates who made decisions based on you, as Kevin Durant did. And you're responsible to the people who actually come to pay to see you. And only the people on the road get to see that now. Your own actual fans can only see it on television. I. As much as I want to celebrate what he did last night, all he is doing is hosing them. He's He really, it's almost like getting taunted every time they play a road game. Because where are they? Exactly in the same spot they were before, where if the season ended right now, he can't play in a playoff game in Toronto or at home. It doesn't matter. So what's the point? It almost feels like, what's the point right now? That's exactly how I feel. And here's what our very own Stephen A. Smith had to say about Kyrie Irving's performance last night on First Take This Morning. He's spectacular. Why the hell you think we so upset? 
that he ain't playing home games. We're not talking about a scrub. If he was a scrub, we wouldn't pay any attention to it. We're paying attention to it because we know how great he is. I believe the borough of Brooklyn is being robbed. I believe he has been selfish. I don't believe that he has been a person that has proven he can be depended on. We should have been seeing almost every game this year in his 11-plus year career. He has played 60-plus games four times. The other seven, he has missed it. It is inexcusable to me. The borough of Brooklyn is not being robbed because, <laughs> because there are seven Brooklyn Nets fans in Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. There are you more know. Knicks fans no. than Nets fans in Brooklyn. The no NBA question about it. The fans around the country are the ones who are being robbed. That's It's not a thing here in New York all that much. I just can't sit and hear all of the excuses about how absurd the rule, the rule is. Of course it is. But it doesn't change the fact that you could fix it in the span of... Ten minutes. And here's the thing. The frustration that everybody is trying to direct at Eric Adams is counterproductive to trying to get Kyrie Irving back on the court as soon as he possibly can. And you're absolutely right. Because this wasn't Mayor Eric Adams that put this in place in the first place. This was the previous administration under Bill de Blasio. They were the ones that had the private sector mandate about being vaccinated. And Eric Adams has continued to hold that in place because of fear of potentially having an uptick in COVID infection rate. And if you're watching what's going on around the world, you're seeing that in some other places, and there is the fear that that could potentially happen here. But when we talked about Kevin Durant addressing Mayor Eric Adams the way he did post-game on Sunday after their win over the Knicks, we said that making it an adversarial situation between the Nets and the mayor ain't exactly what you want to do. And we heard from Eric Adams today, actually, on that very topic. And I quote from Eric Adams, he says, We're going to continue to peel back, but let's be clear. Everyone that's focusing on a sports area, they're focusing on one person. I'm focusing on 9 million people. And so I'm not looking at one person. I'm looking at my city not closing down again, not having to deal with a crisis again. We're going to peel back like we did with the key to the city, like we did with the children. We're going to continue to do so, but I'm not going to be rushed in a based on a season schedule. That says all you need to know. When you antagonize the mayor of New York City, which is probably the most powerful mayor in the United States of America, it ain't necessarily going to lead to the outcome that you're looking for. And so that's the frustration that I have when you see what the Brooklyn Nets have done over the course of the last several days. Everything from Kyrie Irving coming into the state, coming to, into the arena with no mask on for the Knicks game to Kevin Durant saying what he said after the Knicks game to Kyrie dropping 60 and everybody trying to express frustration about not seeing Kyrie as a full-time player. None of that is going to lead to Kyrie Irving being on the court as a full-time player any sooner. All I know is that there are 1,400 people that were laid off from their jobs. And if you... How many people again? 1,400. From the city of New York. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people who were laid off from their jobs because of this. And if you're Eric Adams, you have to explain to 1,400 people why a guy who makes $40 million a year, whatever the number is, is allowed to go back to work, and I'm not. You need to explain that to me now, or can I even get my job back? You know what? Let's hear from Mark in Idaho on this. He's up next uh, on Carlin and Canty here on ESPN Radio. Mark, what's up? Hey, I would just kind of like to expound on the fact that it's not really about Kyrie. It's about the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of us, who have lost our jobs because of state and federal mandates. 
saying that we can't actually do what we have a right to do. Well, listen, I understand that. And there have been so many people that have. The problem is that if you change it now, you are basically saying to all those people, you did it for no reason, but we're going to let this guy do it. Come on. It's not going to happen. No. It's political. And it shouldn't. Su- it's political suicide if you're Eric Adams. Stop. That's something that can't happen. But why are we directing the focus exactly. to Eric Adams? Stop Kyrie Irving. Them. Kyrie Irving is an individual that made a decision not to get vaccinated, which is his right. But there are consequences that come along with that decision, just like the 1,400 workers that you talked about from the city that got laid off because they didn't acquiesce to the vaccine mandate. That, that, that is what it is. So directing frustration at Eric Adams when he's trying to manage the reopening of the city and trying to get New Yorkers back to some sense of normalcy, don't be mad at him. Don't be mad at him. That the, There is one person right now that can change all of this, and that's Kyrie Irving, if he chose to get vaccinated. But he won't. And so now we have to play the waiting game to see if he's going to be able to come back at the end of the regular season and if he's going to be able to play in home playoff games. But that's just the breaks. That's where we are. The frustration, I understand it. Just make sure you direct it at the right person. Tune in tonight to the, M- to the, e- to the NBA on ESPN Radio. The Kyrie-less Brooklyn Nets host Luka and the Mavs. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Coming up next. Is Randy Gregory getting a bad rap for signing with the Denver Broncos over the Dallas Cowboys? I'll tell you why he's not. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Carlin and Canty on ESPN Radio and E+. And big fella, we got some housekeeping to do when it comes to our very own company, ESPN, making big moves with Monday Night Football announcing today that they're bringing on Joe Buck and Troy Aikman as the new Monday Night Football broadcast crew. And, of course, they're going to be contributing content to ESPN+. Plus. So after 20 seasons in the NFL broadcast booth with a competitor, the two have signed multi-year agreements to join ESPN of the Voices of Monday Night Football. And let's just say the deals for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are lucrative, to say the least. <laughs> Like I was sitting Go there, check out Big I was, I, was, I was sitting there thinking about it. Troy Aikman is getting quarterback money, not to play quarterback, but to talk about quarterbacks in the broadcast booth. It's been speculated or rumored, however you want to put it, that Troy Aikman is going to sign five years, ninety million dollars. Mm. Mm. Ninety million dollars. Now, listen. Of course, we know a couple of years ago, Tony Romo. Re-upped with another company, and he got paid. Troy. He got paid seventeen million dollars right. a year. I got to ask you this, big fella. You had you had to think that in the back of Troy Aikman's mind, I'm going to get more money than oh, there, Tony Romo. I'm no going to make more money than Tony Romo. There's no, I'm at least going to get near the number because well, he, we got more than the number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure that he did. I'm sure that that was part of it. I have never understood people that didn't like Joe Buck. Like, you know, there are fans that really, for whatever reason, don't like him. And He's play-by-play royalty, though. His father, Jack he, Buck, is a legend. He is, but I think Joe's amazing. He, there is, What is your job in that role, okay? It is to capture the moment and let it be about the game and let it be about the moment. Joe has never made it about himself. There are plenty of guys you could say that 
do make it about themselves. Uh-huh. And he has always encapsulated the moment perfectly. I think Joe Buck is just absolutely phenomenal. And I thought it I thought it 24 hours ago before he signed with ESPN. Yeah. I guarantee you that. And, you know, and joke jokes around about the fact that he gets ripped like he does. He's got a great sense of humor, too. No, and you got to be able to roll with the punches when you're in that job of doing the play-by-play. You got to know how to get it to your guy to break down some of the things that he's seeing, but also know when to bring it back to paint the picture for the audience at home. And Joe does that masterfully no matter what sport he's talking about. It just so happens that I seem to think he's the best when it comes to football. But big ups to the company for being able to get that duo because it's only going to make our team stronger. Speaking of teams, Deshaun Watson, whose team is he going to make stronger? ESPN Radio. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Brackets are open now. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to get started on yours. And remember, you can fill out up to 25 men's and women's brackets for a chance to win $100,000 in prizes for both men's and women's games. Get your bread up. Get your bag up. For more details, see the Tournament Challenge app. Join our show group, the Canty Bracket. And we got to have Carlin fill out his bracket, too. I'm not sure. You did it already. I did it this morning. It is in the Canty group. Okay. And it is ready to go. So do you have Rutgers winning the whole thing? No, I don't, but I do have them advancing quite a bit. They're getting to the Elite Eight. (laughs) (laughs) They might not win the whole thing, but they're getting to the Elite Eight. We'll see in New Orleans. (laughs) No. Not quite that, but maybe we'll see in San Francisco at the regional. Okay, so we got to see what happens with the brackets. Maybe a little bracket challenge for the show, right? Okay. The the Canty and Carlin bracket challenge. I I filled it out this morning. Okay. It is up there, and uh, it is part of the group, which is a healthy group already. Okay. But uh, by all means, get involved there. I tweeted it out, too. Uh, at Chris Carlin as well, what the the link is to get right into the the Canny Show group. Okay, so I, like I appreciate that you putting that on your Twitter account, at Chris Carlin. So go to his account and check out how to get involved with the Canty Bracket. Also, we got to have a little head-to-head action since these are sheets of integrity. Shannon, yes. I'm going to need you to hold Carlin and I to our brackets that we're going to submit for the show to see who's right on this one. Sheet Integrity. There it is. Sheet integrity, integrity, sheets sheets of integrity, whatever. <laughs> yes. I, it's, but, just, it's just a term. It's but, just a term. But, Go with it, Shannon. It, Shannon's just, just because, out there. Just because I make it plural, you don't have to check me on that. You don't have to try no, to. No, you had it right. Yeah, sheets of integrity. It's sheets of integrity because be. you have a sheet and I have a sheet. So right. it's sheets. It's plural, not singular. If you fill out more than one bracket. It's Fugazi. Exactly. No, it's Fugazi. You have one bracket. That's yeah. what it is. I, I, the people, and I've been guilty of it too, but it was more just in a financial interest. The people that say, well, I had them in the final four. On which of your six brackets exactly, did you have Exactly. Four? Get out of here with yeah. that. Miss me with that. You no. know another thing that somebody can miss me with? The Dallas Cowboys organization. Miss me with the Randy Gregory changing his mind, and that's what this came down to. Because it had to be more than that. So for everybody that's catching up on the story, Cowboys defensive end, well, former Cowboys defensive end, Randy Gregory, decided to turn down the offer that the Dallas Cowboys gave him to the tune of five years, $70 million, to sign with the Denver Broncos for five years, $70 million. Now, this after the Cowboys social media account put out that Randy Gregory was going to be returning on a contract. There was apparently some disagreement in the 11th hour that led Randy Gregory to pivot to the Denver Broncos. And Carlin, when this happened... I said immediately that something happened with the language in the contract that led Randy Gregory down the road of wanting to go to the Denver Broncos. It just didn't make sense on his face 
that he would be committed to re-signing with the Cowboys and then all of a sudden decide to change his mind. And free agency, guys typically don't do that. Take it from somebody that's been through free agency three times. When I told a team that I was committed, I went to that team. I did not decide, oh, you know what, I'm going to back off of that and go to another team. I've had teams do that to me, but I didn't do that to any teams in free agency, especially not a team that drafted me and stood by me like the Cowboys stood by Randy Gregory. So when it comes to what you know, the team you know, the guys you know in the locker room versus dealing with the unknown, there's always the preference that NFL players want to stay put. But the fact that Randy Gregory, when he had a choice to stay in Dallas, decided to go to Denver, I think that speaks to something happening that Randy Gregory just couldn't get on board with. It feels like a bait and switch. That's what it feels like. Nice. Last moment, you throw in something. Oh, by the way, here's this language, and we can get out of this if you get fined for something. No. No, of course not. Now, you could argue if Randy Gregory really, truly wanted to stay in Dallas that much, could he have negotiated that a little bit better? Could they have done that? Maybe, but I get being in the moment and being ticked off and... Admittedly, Chris, you completely turned me on this yesterday because at first my mentality was Randy Gregory needs to be loyal to a degree when he had an agreement in place with the Cowboys considering all he has put them through and, you know, how much they have stood by him. But then when you're talking about your family in that instance, as you pointed out yesterday, I mean, to me, that really is what the difference is. If... If something happens with me and I get in trouble and I still know that the money is there for you, it's not permission for me to get in trouble. It's knowing that I didn't screw over my family when they are so clearly reliant on me. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Randy Gregory making sure that the guaranteed money can't be clawed back if he gets fined for the league for any particular reason. And if you're dealing with substance abuse issues or you had that in your past – you're always, to some degree, going to consider yourself an addict, and this is something that you fight day-to-day. This is not something that you just put in your rearview mirror. So understanding that, Randy Gregory went with the organization that was going to guarantee him more financial security. And speaking of guarantees, all of these teams are looking for Deshaun Watson to guarantee his services to them next season. Carlin and I will give you our take.